I've heard of going on eBay and buying a vaccine card to prove that you've been vaccinated. So like, how do we verify? Like, what does the employee have to bring to us? And then how do we verify that? Is there anything that we have to do or just scan it, keep it on record, and then we're done? My name is Stephen Smith, and this is the 3 Pi Squared AVA Business Leaders Podcast. On this podcast, we discuss the business of ABA and how to create an ethical and sustainable ABA practice. For more information on our ABA Business Leaders membership or any of the other services and products we provide, you can check us out at www.3pisquared.com. Hello, all watching or listening. Today, we are going to cover the topic that is on everyone's mind is COVID vaccine mandates. So today we have myself and Kim, and we also have a couple of very experienced attorneys. We have Molly Fashola. She is a licensed attorney in California with eight years experience in the healthcare industry. She has worked with large and small healthcare organizations in a wide uh, array of areas, advising on organization liability, staff and patient safety, state and federal compliance, and clinical trials. So thank you, Molly, for joining us. We also have John Sill. John founded his solo practice in 2016, focusing on assisting small businesses with their legal demands, While specializing in general business law, contract law, and estate planning, John has enjoyed working with hundreds of clients across various legal matters. Uh, Mr. Sill ultimately aims to assist his clients while making their legal issues less intimidating and continue to serve clients across various industries. This is a topic that is very intimidating. So I appreciate you both coming on and discussing COVID vaccine mandates. So just a brief overview, we're going to be discussing how the mandates work when we think they may take effect. But before we get into that specific, you know, the, the federal mandate, I would like to discuss state mandates, if you don't mind. I believe at the time of this recording, there are two states that are implementing their own mandates. So we have New York and California, and there may be others, and feel free to speak up if there are. And then we have two states, I believe, that are actively looking to try and block mandates. So we have Florida. I believe they're trying to put a law in bans firing of employees that refused the vaccine. And then we have Texas that is uh, looking at banning vaccine mandates. So that's kind of where we're at. Feel free to start the conversation. Anyone want to start? I guess I can start. You're right. I'm only aware of California and New York as being the two states who have implemented their own individual mandates. California, I believe their first step towards that was focused on school-age children. So they were, you know, trying to mandate that before kids could go back to school, especially at the school year starting up again, that they had to be vaccinated. They have now since, I believe, moved into healthcare workers as well. Although in my research, they have not issued as detailed of mandate policies and procedures as the federal government has, nor have they really touched on the enforcement portion of it. And then as far as New York is concerned, they have been more so focused on healthcare workers specifically. I do believe that they have touched on the school-aged children as well, but uh, both states have, you know, talked about both of these populations, but kind of an opposite 
priority order, I guess. Unfortunately, like I said, they haven't given a ton of detail as to what that means, and they're not definitely on the level of implementation that the federal government is on, but that I'm sure will be coming, especially as they talk about it more in the legislature and all that. Yeah, something regarding those uh, those states that are requiring, it's creeped its way into public meeting place venues, uh, whereas you see even in the news now where professional athletes, the NBA season about to kick off, you know, requiring all their players to be vaccinated or else they're not allowed to play at their home arena. That's something that's been on the forefront of news with, you know, those high profile teams and these athletes that will be foregoing millions of dollars if they're not able to play because of a, of a vaccination mandate. So that's kind of also that's hitting the news on the forefront right now as well in those states. Getting into, okay, so we have a couple of mandates in the states already and then going into this federal mandate, employee rights, like are there any exemptions right now? Like are there religious exemptions or are there like health exemptions? Uh, I know my wife in particular, uh, hopefully she doesn't mind me sharing this, but when she got her first shot, she was having heart palpitations, right? And I think that's like a kind of a typical thing that, that comes with it. And she got very nervous, right? Are, are there any kind of exemptions for employees that may not feel comfortable taking this or have religious views that they don't think a vaccine is right for their beliefs? Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, there are exemptions. I think uh, as with any um, workplace accommodation before COVID even started. There are religious exemptions. There's also exemptions for disability. I don't know that allergic reaction in and of itself would qualify as a disability exemption. The thing about the exemptions is there's a lot of criteria that have to be met. You can't just go in and say it's against my religion. They will ask you for documentation on what religion. And I know recently someone had a Catholic person had tried to say that it was against the religion. But then the Catholic Church would actually put out an announcement stating that they were not actually <laughs> against it. So it's things like that where, where when you make those exemption claims, they will look into the religion that you're claiming and try to see if that actually lines up. What about yeah, medical exemptions? There's um, someone with a medical condition and they're concerned. Right. Like what Molly said, it seems like documentation here will be key with the the actual guidelines of the, the mandates still in the works and being developed. But documentation from prior medical providers or, or current ones showing a history of reactions or, or a condition that may cause you to be in a weakened state, may not be able to recover from the vaccine documentation from a legitimate source is, is what's key there. Right. And they also do look at, like um, John was saying, the history. If you've asked for exemptions before for other things like the flu vaccine or, you know, in healthcare settings, they require TB tests and, and things like that. And if you've asked for exemptions in the past for those types of items, then I think your exemption this time is likely to carry more weight. I believe the federal mandate is over 100 employees. I think that's what they're talking about right now. And so a lot of our customers are going to have less than 100 employees, right? So should they just do it and, and follow suit or are they going to get into legal trouble if they do? What would you recommend that they do? I don't know if they will get into legal trouble if they do, um, especially since it's a federal mandate. And honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if they should or not. I think there's a lot of factors they'll have to weigh, you know, the size of their company, how many employees are going to refuse and will they quit? 
different factors like that. So I don't know. I mean, maybe John has a better answer, but I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, I guess, I guess my take is that you have more than 100 employees. You're given this mandate and you have to follow the letter of the law. If you don't have that to fall back on and if you force a vaccine, you do expose yourself to the possibility of um, an unlawful termination suit. So your your issue is that even though it seems like the majority is doing it or everybody else, the big companies are doing it, they have something to fall back on. Whether an unlawful termination suit for that holds grounds, I mean, that's another question. Most states, just the backing that you can fire somebody for any reason, you don't have to tell them why, but if they can show that you're, they were unlawfully terminated for something that you didn't have grounds to, then uh, you may see yourself in trouble potentially. Right. So. And I think also with those employers, there is the other option of weekly testing. So mm-hmm. they can always you know, fall back on that, I guess, if they're not ready to take the full leap into mandatory vaccination. And then that just leads me to my next, what what if they flat out refuse? So if you're over 100, if you're under 100, employee just says, not, I'm not doing it. What can you do or what should you do, I guess? So I think in terms of private employers with more than 100 employees, I think that is still a little bit up in the air as to what type of reaction the government will have to that. But for the organizations that are bound by the hard mandate, the ones that receive federal funding through Medicare and Medicaid, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to, their funding is going to likely be cut. So I think they have more of an incentive to comply. But again, like I said, with the other private organizations, I'm not sure how the government's going to react to those refusals. And I'm just curious, because like a lot of our customers are working with Medicaid and Medicare, right? I guess Medicaid more than Medicare. But I'm just curious if you know either about TRICARE. It's like for veterans and uh, active military. I I don't know if TRICARE has anything. I haven't heard anything, but I'm just curious if they would all also follow suit. So for the people, so I'm actually a military spouse. (laughs) So I'm trying to think from what I've kind of just read about and seen. Um, And I think for a majority of healthcare facilities that service military members, I think most members are going to facilities that are already federal employees. So they would kind of be bound by that. Mm -hmm. But then on the flip side, there are a bunch of non- network, I guess you would say, healthcare providers who just kind of contract the TRICARE to provide these services. And I would imagine in that case, their contracts would be either halted or terminated, or there would be some type of consequence. But again, they, you know, a lot of them rely on this federal funding that trickles down through TRICARE. So I think that that would kind of be the incentive for them. And then, you know, uh, again, another question. I, I don't know if it's been more polarized with a health issue than than now, but like I've heard of going on eBay and buying a uh, vaccine uh, card to prove that you've been vaccinated. So like, how do we verify? Like, what does the employee have to bring to us? And then how do we verify that? Is there anything that we have to do or just scan it, keep it on record, and then we're done? Like, uh, what what should we do as far as an employee or and an employee in that situation? My understanding is that, you know, there's several forms of vaccination documentation that are acceptable. And, you know, it's mostly, I guess, up to the employers to check that at first glance. Um, if things seem authentic, there's at least, a, I guess, a trail of, of evidence you can kind of follow, you know, time-wise, if they get the first shot, if they're, you know, going Pfizer or Moderna, it's going to be a two-shot process, uh, and then your timeline will be properly spaced out, um, whereas another vaccination method with Johnson Johnson is just a single shot. 
So you can kind of, as an employer, base it off of that evidence, you know, what their vaccine card says, they can provide a copy of a record of immunization from a healthcare provider, um, their, their vaccination card itself, or copies of other immunization records from whatever source they got it from. And you, I guess putting two and two together, um, if things make sense on your end, I think that at least covers you from getting in too much trouble. Now, if something's quite obvious that it's a fake, you know, if it has the dates don't line up, um, because they bought it on eBay or, you know, a name isn't correct. That's something that you should, a reasonable person would be prudent in checking that. And I think, um, so I know one of the hospitals that I work for in Florida, they were doing their vaccinations in-house. So all the employees were able to get them through the employer. Um, and they actually did a, they all have the hospital badges that they use to access different areas. And so they actually gave the shot, scanned the badge, and then that kind of automatically created a record, which I later found out they also provided to, I'm not sure the exact organization, but someone in the Florida state government. So you can actually look up at any pharmacy, the vaccination status of that person. So we had one person who had lost their original card and they were able to go to a CVS pharmacy and get a new one made for them. So I don't know if, if every state has a system like that in place. And I don't know if it's specific to people who get theirs at a hospital with the whole system in place, but that's, I mean, one way that employers could maybe look at having it documented in multiple different places. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you would like to gain access to this entire video and actually our entire library of videos, please join our ABA Business Leaders membership. You can find that at www.3piesquare.com. Our membership also includes 33 CEUs, live events where you can come on and you know ask general questions about the business of ABA, and our closed Facebook group. Again, this is Stephen Smith with 3Pi Squared. If you would like to learn more about 3Pi Squared and the services that we offer, you can check us out at our website, www.3piesquared.com. You'll also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks. Thanks.